0: Welcome to Lost in the Supermarket. I'm your host, Phil Lempert. Today we talk digital commerce. It's the focus of every grocery retailer, from one-store operations to the largest chains with thousands of stores. Here to give us an update and a look into the future is Barry Clogan. Chief Product Officer at Winshop MI9 Retail, a retail veteran with 20-plus years of experience working internationally in retail, grocery, and extensively in e-commerce. In his previous roles as president at MyWebGrocer, Barry helped the world's largest grocers launch online grocery services and execute their multi-channel strategies. Before joining MyWebGrocer, he spent five years at Tesco, where he led the rollout of the world's largest online grocery business across eight international markets. Barry, welcome to Lost in the Supermarket.
1: Bill, a pleasure to be with you. Thank you very much for your time.
0: Barry, let's get started by sharing the top line of what WinShop is all about. WinShop is
1: an end-to-end consumer platform for online grocery. It's a designer, a user design led user interface. It's a a, a business empowerment tooling capability to allow a grocer to trade and merchandise their business. And it's a very profit-focused order fulfillment capability to allow the grocers to profitably run that online grocery business. So it's an end-to-end ecosystem uh, for online grocery specifically, Phil.
0: Well, when I look at the news that I hear, uh, certainly um, most reports show that the average grocer loses about $10 uh, per delivery order. And also we look at all the problems with supply chain. From your vantage point, how can Windsor help them?
1: So first of all, I think it's really important that the grocers are in this space, they're properly invested in this space and they're committed to it. And when we have the capability to to really help them build a a significant business, build a very healthy basket size. And if they embrace the capability to, to drive revenue on the front end, to operate to maniacally really approach the operational efficiencies they need to be able to do in the back end, in particular around order picking and and delivery, Um, I think grocers can really turn the tide in terms of the profitability that they have. We help them really by making sure that they've got all of the tools in the front end to be able to build that basket, engage those consumers, find them where they are, inspire them, and persuade them to add items to the basket, all the merchandising capability that they might need and the search management and tooling they need for it to be able to do that. We then provide the the picking capability, which is the efficiency to be able to really drive costs down. And then we also provide a capability for retailers to be able to send those orders uh, to any number of last mile delivery providers. So that capability to be able to leverage those different last mile providers is very important as well, as you think about the price wars that are going to be in in place in in that last mile uh, part of the, the, the area of this industry at this point in time.
0: So I'd like to go back to your first statement that they've got to be committed can a retailer today a grocery retailer today not be committed to e-commerce
1: i don't i don't believe so phil i think that you know this at this point in time uh, what what COVID in the last 20, 20 24 months i guess have now taught us is that absolutely this is the way that consumers want to shop it's become more habitual it's become more familiar um, it is it has created new businesses and new propositions online that consumers engage with. Um, and, and that that dispersion of basket to all of these other players and these other pure play providers is a real risk. So I, I, I think we absolutely need to be committed to online grocery being a significant part of their business over the next few decades, but also a significant driver of their like-for-like like and same-store sales growth every year. So As you know, it's very challenging in in, in a grocery business to drive that uh, year on year growth An online grocery because it's such a fast growing uh, space at at this time, this is becoming more incremental and more important to that overall uh, year on year growth.
0: So I understand that what you've done is you're working with Incisive. You've just had a study, State of the Digital Grocery Growth at the Cost of Profitability, that was across 260 U.S.-based grocery retailers. What were some of the highlights, some of the wows that you found that, frankly, you didn't see coming at you?
1: I think the key the key challenge is that I think in, in twenty twenty we potentially and understandably lost sight a small bit of the profit uh, the focus, and the need to drive an efficient operation. It was really probably market share and then solving for a consumer need in the shorter term, over profit. And I think as we you know as uh, what the the report and the incisive study really highlighted is that the importance of driving profitability in that in that channel, in that customer mission and in that basket is really important and that's you know that, well, that was probably very welcoming to us in some ways because that's where a lot of our dna is in terms of really trying to build a product and a solution set and an ecosystem of extensions and offerings to be able to really help a, a retailer drive that blueprint PL. so whether it's the ability to drive the basket the ability to control your delivery or your or your picking costs to leverage your last mile uh, costs to be able to drive incremental revenue below the line revenue whether it's around uh, service charge or media revenue that's the ecosystem and the capability that we provide to be able to allow grocers to to focus on that profitability so i think for me it really you know brought back to the fore a small bit the need to focus on the discipline in this particular channel and i, and I don't i think the industry is still you know quite immature so there is no, no panacea, no silver bullet for what is the right model. I think that continually is going to evolve. But I think the the focus back on that profitability um, is, is, is very healthy and very sustainable, or, or will at least improve the sustainability of this channel and the sustainability of these grocery businesses into the long term.
0: Another finding of the study was that certainly 2020, uh, there was a rapid growth. Uh, Revenue was up 9.5%, according to the study. But also it found that there were losses for online orders of minus 70%. What does that mean for the industry?
1: Phil, I think it starts with the consumer. Um, And this is not new to how grocery uh, businesses have operated in the past. Understanding the customer shopping mission. There is no single channel that a customer exclusively uses. Customers' lives are changing, they're evolving, they're very dynamic. There's, you know, people are time time, under time pressure, uh, whether it's budget pressure, there's always the changing dynamic. So what we need to be able to do and what online allows us to be able to do is to be able to make sure that we're, we're there for the customer, you know, the usual narrative of whenever, wherever, however they want to be able to shop. But getting the customer proposition right, whether it's a convenient a big basket of top up shop whether it's a monthly shop whether it's a convenient a convenience orientated or impulse buy these are the different customer propositions that are out there that we really need to be able to fulfill for establishing the baseline capability is getting the capability the talent in your business that understands how you acquire these customers how you merchandise and trade your sites in an efficient way to be able to optimize basket And how you make sure you've got the underlying or the foundational capability, operational capability to be able to pick, pack and distribute effectively. That is fundamental to how we're going to solve for all types of customer propositions over the next number of years. So there's no, there's no, there's no uh, shortcut to being, making sure that we invest in those areas. And we're maniacal about the continuous improvement and the cost optimization that we need to put into our business to be able to ultimately achieve that foundation. What I thought was really interesting during COVID was the retailers who had that foundation in place and were able to pivot, to turn some stores into dark stores and make them exclusively uh, service online orders. But they had the capability in their business to be able to do that and satisfy customers in that scenario without that foundational capability, they wouldn't have been able to solve for those, those customer shopping missions.
0: So when I talk to the CEOs of grocers, uh, bottom line is, the first thing that comes up is they're really concerned about losing touch with their shoppers. Um, as they're using more third-party fulfillment platforms, um, they really feel the urge. And for example, if you look at Albertsons, when you go to their website, uh, the first thing that they do is they try to push you, nudge you towards ordering online and doing pickup. Um, how much of a threat is it Uh, to have these third-party fulfillment platforms to the retailer? And what should retailers be doing about it?
1: I do believe it is a threat. And I do believe it is something that we need to be very cognizant of and aware of. This is how consumers shop. And they're continually and always shopping. They're looking for new experiences. They're looking for new propositions. They're willing to try things. There's a a huge amount of investment in acquiring customers from third-party marketplaces that are private equity or venture capital backed, which have the digitally native capability to maybe go and do that where we necessarily don't in, in our standard grocery businesses. I think that the dispersion of our basket, the dispersion of that consumer spend across all of these other multiple propositions is something we need to be really, really aware of. And again, that kind of brings us back to why should grocers invest in this channel? What are the foundations they need to have in place? What are the customer shopping missions that they want to be able to solve for? I do think that that is a foundational capability that we need to have so that we make sure we are there to be able to serve those consumers with the proposition that they're expecting, uh, and we're meeting them where they're spending their time and we're able to acquire them efficiently into our business and to ultimately drive loyalty and drive incremental spend for our business. Because that dispersion of wallet to multiple different marketplaces or pure pay providers or rapid or quick commerce solutions for me, that is a concern. It's a continuing uh, eating away at the, the the share of wallet that uh, that we have in, in our grocery business. And we have the capability in grocery businesses to be able to solve and meet those customer propositions.
0: So if you have to look at the typical grocer user experience online for e-commerce, what has to change in your mind? What needs to be improved? I think
1: the most important piece is really around a user experience, it's, it's making sure that that is as convenient and relevant, you know, and again, I don't want to overuse some of the buzzwords around personalization, but ultimately what digital does allow us to do is to be able to make the store more relevant to me as a consumer, more unique to me as a consumer whether it's my basket, my preferences, my past purchases, my recommendations that can be very tailored to me, that is ultimately a far more enjoyable, far more sticky, and far more convenient experience for the consumer. So I think it comes back to really focusing on what is that user experience, what is that engagement, and and ultimately the ease of of that shopping trip and solving for that shopping trip in in the easiest way possible.
0: So when you're talking to retailers and you want them to come to Winshop to help them, um, you're dealing with a bunch of retailers who have typically been at their retail job for 20, 30, 40, sometimes even 50 years. Um, the whole e-commerce um, phenomenon has taken them by storm. They know they've got to do something. They're throwing a lot of money at it. Um, do you think that they've, embraced it or are they just going through the motions
1: i am been very impressed by the change in the industry within the last two to three years uh, when i first came to the u.s i felt like there was a lot of you know trying to explain maybe why you should be in this or justifying why it was a valid channel for consumers there was definitely a bit of reluctance um, you know whether it was you know Kroger's partnership with Okada, whether it was Amazon's acquisition of Whole Foods, these were catalysts for change and some evolution, definitely. But there's nothing like the injection of talent and the injection of investment that we've seen in the last two years. And I've been very impressed. And it's 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 really incredible when you think of you know when a large multi-billion-dollar grocer goes and you know injects some additional capability or talent into their business with a different perspective. know what we're really doing is you're harnessing the existing you know uh, dna within the grocery business of really understanding what it takes to run a low margin business to satisfy consumers to get them the product they want in the right place at the right time for those consumers that core dna within the grocery business and marry that with some with digital capability i think there's a, a huge amount of positives and and strengths in, in that cohesion and that synergy of skills and experience, if we can apply it properly. So I, I always go back to, if you, if you take the, the, what I see as the core assets of, of a grocery business as being the proximity to customers. We fought long and hard to have the right uh, location on the corner, on the, on the corner So that proximity to customers is incredibly important. The frequency of, of visit that I think is unrivaled with any other retail vertical, And then the very rich data that that grocers have. And you marry that, those capabilities, you marry that with a digital capability and a digitally native capability. I think there's an incredibly powerful mix of skills that can help grocers really continue to, to innovate, to bring new propositions, new brands, new consumer experiences, and really satisfy a need for consumers over the next number of years.
0: So you're talking to that CEO. They get it. They understand it. Um, Now it moves out of this C-suite into reality of implementation. What are some of the roadblocks that retailers have to deal with in order to, you know, fully, fully create this user experience for e-commerce that's successful and profitable for them?
1: And it, well, I think the first of all, there's there's always a cultural challenge. Right? There's always that change management. That I think that is is relevant in any business as it, is, it evolves and it adapts. So I think that that is is something that's really important. In in my experience running these businesses in a number of different countries, it's always the fastest growing part of the business, and that's really energizing. To be in the fastest growing part of any business is is very energizing. It's fun. Um, it's, it's hard work, but grocers are not afraid of hard work. And it's, it's really enjoyable, it's energizing, the business is growing. Um, what's important, however, is to make sure that you to in order to kind of get that culture, I think, to permeate down through the organization, everybody really needs to be aligned behind, what is the what is the goal? What is the metric that we're trying to move? And there, is, there are a lot of very positive metrics within online grocery that when you look at incremental spend of, of multi-channel or customers who are using multiple different channels and their year on year spend versus customers who are only shopping in one channel is typically, in, in my experience, always uh, significantly higher. So there are lots of narratives that, that I think is, are important for the business to, to cling to that why are we doing this? What is What are the metrics that we're trying to measure? What are the customer satisfaction measures that are important to us? And I think that helps drive that multi-channel narrative helps drive cohesion and buy-in from everybody to embrace the change and embrace the, the energizing and exciting part of the business that it can be.
0: So when you look in your crystal ball, short term, 2022, not five years out and 10 years out, what do you think grocers have to focus on more and really being able to achieve that wonderful customer experience that builds the loyalty, that builds the baskets?
1: I think there's going to be a big focus on subscription, but I don't mean subscription in kind of the most basic terms of, you know, uh, you pay a certain amount and you get free to the I really think that there's, there's value in trying to, or driving added value to those consumers and again it probably comes back to you know leveraging some of these assets right that frequency of visit that proximity and that rich data to be able to create added value added loyalty experiences there's a lot of innovation happening around you know meal planning um, the flexibility giving retail consumers the flexibility to be able to manage the choices they want to make within your business, so do I want a meal plan this week, do I want a meal kit, do I want to be able to have curated recipes. Uh, how do I, how can you help me make healthier choices, how can you curate my my assortment or my typical basket and, and make it more relevant to the, the dietary needs that I have. I think it's trying to find ways to make that experience more value add for consumers, so I think there's a lot around driving that that loyalty, which I think is a is a very important thing when when we discuss. or in the in the landscape of of that different dispersion of basket to different providers that I mentioned, so I think there's definitely a big focus on on subscription uh, on loyalty uh, and then the added value services that can be wrapped into that loyalty service.
0: What's the fine line between technology and reducing the amount of enjoyment that people have for shopping for food?
1: and that, that's a really interesting question I, I, I love that question because I think there is an emotional connection that we have with food it, it, like I'm I, I think about what what we do uh, and the consumer experience that we're trying to create all of us, you know have memories around food food drives our culture it drives our get-togethers it, it, you know we're you know, we're looking for inspiration and persuasion we're shopping in different contexts i think the emotional connection we have with food and how it's important and then how it drives the choices we make as we feed our families and make very important decisions i think is really important um, i think the provenance of food um, where it comes from what's included what's in it i think the storytelling around that is really important so I think it's a it's a very important point you've raised. And I and I, I do believe that the the newer consumer and the consumer that we're trying to maybe cater those propositions to are going to be very aware of the choices we make. And, and that comes back to what is the consumer mission that we're solving for? So I think there's a, a really interesting thread in what you're what you're asking around how do we make sure that we're aware of those consumers, what's important to them. How do we tell that story? How do we surface these brands or these products or these these choices for them and these services for them that help them feel good about the choices they're making, how they're feeding their family and how they're enjoying these occasions?
0: Well, Barry, it looks like you're going to have a great 2022 and beyond. Uh, Thank you for joining us today on Lost in the Supermarket.
1: Bill, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much.
0: And if you'd like a copy of the full, a windshop incisive study, just go to windshop.com That's W-Y-N-S-H-O-P dot com. Thanks for joining us today on Lost in the Supermarket. Thank you.